All right, welcome back to the show, everybody. This is another episode of the All Around Growth Podcast, the show that provides insight and tools to build the life and homestead of your dreams. My name is Rob Kaiser, and I am your host. It is a chilly 10 degrees this morning. I have scraped off the truck and created the Midwest Portal which is about all we need here to drive safely in the wintertime. Midwesterners, you know what I'm talking about. Everyone else that does not live here, basically the way that it works is you've got a severe layer of snow on your vehicle and you scrape off, let me make an adjustment here to the mic, I'm talking really loud in it. And you make, um, you scrape off as much ice as you can, but there's still a lot of ice, especially when it's cold. So you just scrape out a little portal, right? I can see through the rest, but right in front of me, I can see safely and clearly. Now, today's show is going to go in a little bit of a different direction. I'm going to wing it, but we're going to cover some tools today. Lately, it's been a lot of insight and uh, reflection and things like that. And we're going to talk about keeping spare fuel on hand in the homestead, all right? And at home too. And the inspiration for this show and how I'm going to cover it comes from the Survival Podcast by Jack Spierko and a show that he did on effectively storing and rotating gasoline. And I will link to that show in the show notes. And uh, I just wanted to get that out there so that in the case you wanna hear it straight from the source, you can simply go there and check out what he has to say. But throughout the course of today's show, I will summarize that to the best of my ability and before we do that though i guess we should talk about why so i got out i i I left this morning and let me get to the edge of the driveway here throw it back into two-wheel drive and then hit the road all right um so as i left this morning I saw, or I heard the barn door opening, the garage, the the wide door, the big door. And right now, my parents' Volvo was parked inside the barn. And I thought my mom, or I presumed my mom was leaving for work and she was taking the Volvo, all right? But 
I saw my dad with uh, Cody, our tenant farmer. Uh, they were putting something into the truck, the trunk of the car, and I made some joke about, uh, you know, a, a, a drug deal or something like that. And um, but it turned out that uh, Cody had run out of gas about a mile down the road, and I guess he'd walked back. And um, Dad was taking him down to refill his truck with gas to get to the gas station so he could fill up completely. Now, I was working in the barn this weekend, cleaning up, disassembling some old shelving, getting it ready for installation of shelving against the wall of the commercial kitchen that we recently built. And I was looking at all of the various containers of fuel that we have. And basically what we have on hand at any given time or the capacity is uh, 10 gallons of kerosene, 10 gallons of diesel, 10 gallons of gasoline in miscellaneous containers, one five gallon container and several uh, like one, two and a two, two gallon containers, several one gallon containers, and a bunch of containers of mixed gas. And I was thinking about this this weekend actually that we should probably get some gas because there wasn't much in the five gallon container. And we should also get some diesel because there wasn't much in the two five gallon cans. And we had plenty of kerosene because I'm running a heater forced air heater in the barn while I'm working and so there's plenty of kerosene but um, one of the the preps for lack of a better term that I am personally lacking on is my fuel storage and one of the and ironically enough just within 48 hours of, of thinking about our current fuel stores we find ourselves in a position where some extra fuel stores would really have been beneficial in this case because we all get to a point where we either run out of gas ourselves or a loved one runs out of gas and it's always good to be able to help if we are not in that position ourselves. So to best be able to do that and in addition to being able to support the new, to me, generator that I purchased last year, uh, it would be good to up those fuel stores. So how do you do it? And how do you keep a good amount of gasoline on hand? And why should you do it, all right? Well, first of all, in our case, why? Uh, we have a generator and multiple refrigerators and freezers to support the various people that live here um, and work here. And while we have a generator, if we were to lose power for an extended amount of time, we would have to be making trips, multiple trips to obtain fuel and if we were to lose power for an extended period of time especially since we are on a main route uh, 
um, that would be a problem because, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> because we are on a main road, if there was power out for an extended period of time, that would indicate that there was a serious problem. And this is something to consider when you are thinking about your own situation with regard to your, your, your needs, especially for, for power, right? Now, in the past, I have lived at a place where it was on the end of a tap, like one of the last few houses at the end of a tap. And when we lost power, we were out of power for a significant amount of time. And for those of you who aren't aware, this is how the electrical grid works. You've got the big transmission lines, and those are the ones you see running along highways or across country. And those go from the power stations to different substations. And then from the, the substations, there are large transformers that, for lack of a better term, break the power down or convert it or invert it into lower voltages and then those smaller distribution lines are what you see running throughout the city. And basically the smaller that they are, the less customers they feed. And when there is an outage, what and how these outages are addressed are by the number of calls that are received and those are converted into tickets and the utility has people that run around and look at these various tickets to see what's going on and what needs to be done and then create work orders and send crews out to get the work done. Oftentimes trees are fallen, things like that. Uh, I know this because I used to be a utility forester that used to run tickets and look at them and the more tickets, more tickets are more frequently generated from more customers who are supported by these larger taps. So another quick lesson is if you have an outage, call the power company, report an outage or jump online if you have the ability to do so and report it because the more people that report sooner, the sooner it gets addressed in your local area. And because we are on a main route, we've never experienced an extended duration of time where we have not had power, but that's not an excuse to not prepare. So how do you do this? All right, the end goal is to have 60 gallons of gasoline on hand. And that seems like a lot because, you know, gasoline goes bad and you, know, you can't store it for a long period of time and all these things, you know, that, that we don't really know because we've never done it. So one easy way to store 60 gallons of gas is each month you purchase a five gallon gas can and fill it up. 
right? So at the beginning of each month or whenever you want to, you know, have that uh, schedule going where you purchase a five-gallon gas can, you've, you, you're buying one each month. At the end of the year, you've got 12, 12 times five, there's your 60 gallons. As you fill these up, every time you buy one, bring it home, fill it up, but, but as you're going out to buy one, take your old one with you, and as you fill it up, take the five gallon gas can, put that gas in your car, fill up the two gas cans in addition to your car, bring them home until you've completed the cycle and you have 12 gas cans. At that point in time, once a month, all that you're doing is when you go to the gas station, bring your gas can with you, put the five gallons of gas into your vehicle, fill up the rest, and then fill up that five gallons of gas, or fill up that container. Now, I'm not doing a very good job of explaining it, and this is why I'm going to link to Jack's show, and because he did an entire show on this, but I had another idea of what to do today and what to talk about, and I was going to read from the rudder of the day again, because today's was a great reading, and but because we, we experienced this this morning on the homestead, I decided that I would wing it and talk about some reasons why you want to have extra fuel, and that's not just to help out your friends and family and loved ones, neighbors, whoever you can, but also to be prepared for situations where you might need a large amount of fuel for times where you might not want to go out and get some. And for example, these times are very easy to think about considering where we've been the past two years. And I don't want to inject any thoughts about or opinions about the pandemic, but in the case where we are not able to or not willing to or not wanting to leave our homes for an extended period of time, 30 days, it's always good to be able to have the fuel to support ourselves during that time if we need to. And doing something like this, having 60 gallons of fuel on hand at all times, would certainly put you in a position to do so and provide a little bit more security and peace of mind in doing so. I don't know that yet because I am not there. And I think that that is something that I need to readdress. It is a project, one of many in my project management system, Nosby, which I'll link to in the show notes as well. But it is, it's tough because there's a lot of projects to manage and how do you prioritize everything that's going on? Well, that's a whole nother topic for another day and I've done many 
shows on that. And in a nutshell, a big part of the reason why I find myself better able to determine what's important and what I need to prioritize is by the recent utilization of the 2022 goal setting workbook by Dan Miller. And that is also something I will link to in the show notes. And I understand that we're getting on in the month of January. We're getting on in the year already, but it's never too late. It's never too late to set goals. It's never too late to begin. And the longer you delay in not downloading this workbook, the more you have to lose because we're not getting any younger folks and this thing is available for free at no charge and as Earl Nightingale says you have nothing to lose and the whole world to gain alright back into four wheel drive we go here at the day job I am running a little bit late this morning, but apparently everyone else is too. The mechanics are probably here, but no one else is really, uh, no one else is likely here at this time. And because it's a Monday morning, no one's really gotten out to, to move snow. And who knows, I may get dragged into something today regarding moving snow. Hopefully not, but uh, we shall see. It's been a beautiful sunrise this morning on the way in due to my later leaving and on this on these cold mornings the sunrises are absolutely stunning so if you have the opportunity I would encourage you to take a moment wherever you are take a look outside sunrise sunset midday evening stars moon whatever the case may be take a moment go outside breathe it in and enjoy everything that the infinite creator has created for you because we only have one life that we're aware of at least and I think that there's a lot of value in taking moments to simply bask in the radiance that is the beauty of the world that we live in right now. All right, guys, that's it for today. I appreciate you tuning in. Check out the show notes for links to everything that was talked about and more. Check out the community on Telegram, t.me slash allaroundgrowth from your internet browser and you will find us there. Look forward to another episode with you tomorrow. This is Rob Kaiser, and thank you.